Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Today in the newscast, the U.S. conducts airstrikes against Iranian-backed Shia militias in Iraq and Syria. And the reason is that Iranian drone threat. Get all the breaking details coming up. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. As you can see, I am in a slightly different setting today for the newscast. I'm not in the Watchman studio. I'm not on the ground in Israel. I'm actually on vacation this week getting some beach time with my family. But don't worry, uh, the family is asleep right now as I come to you on Monday morning, June 28th. And I have the blessing of my wife, the Watchwoman, to bring you this breaking news update because we had some major events transpire last night in the Middle East. The United States conducted airstrikes against Iranian-backed Shia militias. Now, two of the sites were in Syria and one of the sites were in Iraq. They straddled the Iraq-Syria border. At least four of these Iranian-backed fighters that we talk so much about here on the newscast were killed in these U.S. airstrikes. They occurred around 1.30 a.m. overnight, around 6.30 p.m. here on the east coast of the United States. What I want to do is break down what exactly happened last night, why it happened, give you some of the backdrop to these airstrikes, and lastly, and perhaps most importantly, will this make a difference in deterring the Iranian regime? Okay, let's get into it. As I mentioned overnight, the U.S. conducts these airstrikes. Now, according to the Pentagon, these were facilities used by these Iranian-backed Shia militias. Uh, the larger name for them is the Popular Mobilization Units, or PMUs for short. The most powerful of these Iran-backed PMUs is Khatib Hezbollah. This is not the Hezbollah of southern Lebanon at Israel's doorstep. doorstep. This is a different branch of Hezbollah. It's Iraqi-based, controlled, of course, by the Iranian regime, armed, equipped, trained by Iran. So we saw airstrikes back in February 2021. If you remember, we talked about it here in the newscast. The U.S. conducted airstrikes along that Iraq-Syria border where there's a lot of weapons flow and transit going back and forth over that border. So airstrikes in February. Now we have more airstrikes just last night. Uh, the reason for the strikes back in February that were ordered by the Biden administration was the rocket attacks against U.S. personnel in Iraq. We've talked a lot about that here in the newscast. This time, the reason was drone attacks against U.S. personnel. Now, on last Monday's newscast, June 21st, you can check it out in our archives, uh, we told you about a drone attack last weekend uh, against a U.S. base in Baghdad, right near the Baghdad International Airport, actually. Two drones packed with explosives were flown into this U.S. base and, and they detonated. Thankfully, no one was killed or injured, but these were these are likely Iranian-made drones, or at least the technology is passed off by Iran to its proxies in Iraq. And these Iraqi Shia militias, folks, there is a steady flow of rockets and drones. They have kind of transited, or transitioned, I should say, from rockets as their method of choice to drones. We've had 
45 attacks, at least 45 attacks since January 1st alone against U.S. personnel in Iraq. I mean, covering all points of the country, really. And as I mentioned, for the first half uh, of 2021, the first few months of 2021, these were mainly rocket attacks. Now Iran is using the drone method more and more. We've had at least five drone attacks over the past few weeks against U.S. interest. Now, I mentioned the attack uh, near Baghdad International Airport last weekend. This weekend, we had drones, again, operated by these Iranian-backed Shia militias, the popular mobilization units, PMUs for short, uh, that struck in Erbil in northern Iraq. Now, that's Iraqi Kurdistan. That's an autonomous region in northern Iraq. If you watch the Watchman TV show and the newscast, you know that I've been on the ground in Kurdistan about a year and a half ago. We were with the Kurdish Peshmerga, got some great material there. We were on the Iraq-Iran border. We got to see into Iran and see the Iranian Revolutionary Guards Corps uh, bases or lookout post dotting the border. So needless to say, the Kurds have been in Iran's crosshairs for a while. These Iraqi, Iraqi Shia militias are not fond of the Kurdish people. So Erbil was targeted this weekend once again with drones. It's to the point, and U.S. officials have said over the past few months, it is to the point where the drone threat in Iraq is perhaps the greatest threat in the region facing U.S. forces. That's a little bit of the backdrop to what we had last night. Again, four fighters were killed, Iranian-backed fighters. According to the Pentagon, these were operational facilities and facilities where apparently drone... It, it was all tied to drones, folks, basically these strikes. The drone threat that we've talked so much about here in the newscast because it is very real and it is growing. It's, it's one of Iran's crown jewels in its arsenal in the region against the U.S. and in particular against Israel. And they're passing these drones off to their proxies all around the region. Uh, but... Drones were the reason for these strikes, and these facilities were linked to that drone program, apparently perhaps even a launch site uh, for these Iranian, either supplied or designed drones that these Iraqi Shia militias are using to such great effect and with such skill increasingly uh, over the past few months. Uh, a little more backdrop to this. Uh, the U.S. and Israel, and again, we talked about this on last week, a newscast last week, I forget which day it was, but... Check it out in our archives. It's all right there under newscast. While you're there, be sure to subscribe and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new update is posted. But the U.S. and Israel now have a task force uh, specifically targeted towards these drones, or I should say towards countering this drone threat. The task force just met last week, and basically it has formed this U.S.-Israel task force not only to find ways to or strategies to uh, overcome this drone threat, but secondly, the precision guided missile threat as well that Iran poses, not only passing off that drone technology to their proxies around the region, but also passing off precision guided missile or munition technology to Hezbollah in Lebanon in particular. What a game changer that would be, folks. Uh, it's one thing to have rockets that are not precision-guided. Perhaps they'll hit their target. Perhaps they won't. But the precision-guided missiles are an absolute game-changer. They will hit the target with deadly accuracy. Iran is hell-bent on supplying its most lethal proxy, Hezbollah, in southern Lebanon with those precision missiles. Red line for Israel. They say, no way will we allow that. Uh, and the U.S. and Israel apparently are working together to counter that threat and the drone threat. So the timing was interesting. 
in that the task force met last week, the timing of the strikes last night, uh, in that the task force met last week, we had the attacks last weekend uh, in Baghdad, drone attacks over this weekend in Erbil, again, drone attacks, which are also close, by the way. Remember, folks, Erbil, there are U.S. forces stationed there as well. You might be watching and say, you know what, Stackelbeck, the U.S. should not even be in Iraq. Whether you agree with the U.S. presence there or disagree with that, folks, uh, they are there. There are at least 2,000 troops still in Iraq, and since they are there, they must be protected. Well, again, you might not agree with their presence there, okay. But since they are there, uh, the United States has a duty to, to put those soldiers in position to defend themselves uh, in any situation. So uh, the airstrikes last night against these Iranian-backed forces, uh, it's better than nothing for sure in terms of deterring this threat. But as I'll discuss in a minute, ultimately this will not deter the Iranian regime. One last thing to mention here about the drone threat and how it is so serious. Iran also over the weekend announced, the leader of Iran's Revolutionary Guards Corps announced that Iran now has drones that can travel over 4,000 miles. Is it true? Is it just boasting? Unclear. But two things. Number one, Israel only lies about 1,000 miles from Iran, so this announcement clearly is geared towards geared as a threat towards Israel. Uh, and secondly, we know, and we've spent a lot of uh, focus on the newscast here on this in recent months, this Iranian drone program, because they're really becoming a drone superpower. Uh, they have spent a great deal of time, effort, and money on building up their drone program. They have been boasting about it, showing it off in military drills, and they are going to look, the Iranian regime, to utilize these drones in any future conflict. We actually had a situation last month in that Israel-Hamas war, which Iran helped to ignite and instigate, uh, where a drone crossed into Israeli territory from Iraq through Syria into Israel, Thankfully, the IDF shot this drone down, but it gives you an idea. What Iran wants to do is use a hybrid model of drones and ballistic missiles. They have surrounded Israel with a ring of fire and armed their proxies to the teeth with attack drones and missiles, whether it's the Houthis in Yemen, Islamic Jihad in, uh, and Hamas in Gaza, Hezbollah in Lebanon, Shia militias in Iraq and Syria. That is the goal, the ring of fire. Iran is employing it with great effect right now. Is this drone, is it the real deal? This long distance drone that they say they have? Uh, unclear right now, but certainly Iran is working on such technology. Okay, as we wrap up here, uh, will this make a difference, these airstrikes last night? Folks, in the long run, they will not. As I said, it's better than nothing in terms of sending a message that, hey, you can't target U.S. troops in Iraq or anywhere in the world without a response. Better than nothing, certainly, just as the strikes were in February, but not nearly enough to deter the Iranian regime. Think about it, folks. You have President Trump uh, taking out Qasem Soleimani and the leader of those PMUs last year, the leader, uh, basically the figurehead of the Iraqi Shia militias together in an airstrike. Now, that's deterrence. Uh, now you have strikes against these facilities, and, and again, it's better than nothing, but it's not the kind of strike that will stun the Iranian regime. When Soleimani was taken out, the Iranian regime was back on its heels. They were stunned. It was a major, major game changer in a lot of ways. You're just not feeling that right now. There have been, again, as I said, some 45 attacks against U.S. forces in Iraq since the beginning of the year alone in only about six months, and we've only had two airstrikes limited airstrikes in response. And a key point to mention here, folks, 
uh, when the U.S. talks, the Biden administration talks about these airstrikes, they always mention these were proportionate strikes. We don't want to escalate. So the Iranians take that message. They see that. They're going to keep pushing. They'll say, well, you know, we might take some lumps. There might be a few airstrikes, temporary setback. But the U.S. ultimately is not committed to pushing back Iran's advances in the region. The U.S. under the Biden administration. That's the lesson and the message uh, that the Iranian regime takes from this. Last thing to mention, mixed messaging, right? The Biden administration, on one hand, orders these airstrikes. Last week, takes down Iranian-linked websites. We also talked about that on the newscast last week. Uh, Good measures. And then, on the other hand, they are hell-bent and tripping over themselves to re-enter that disastrous Iran nuclear deal. Uh, This is appeasement to the nth degree. And we're also reading reports now that the U.S. may drop sanctions against Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah Khamenei. Mixed messages uncertain, inconsistent, and the Iranian regime sees that. They don't see a firmness. They don't see a boldness. They don't see conviction in this White House, and they will take advantage of it uh, without a doubt. So there's your update from the beach. We'll be coming to you a few more times this week, uh, every day. Even though I'm on vacation, we have new, fresh Watchmen material for you that I think you're going to like. Wednesday, we are going to do a live stream right here on the newscast for about an hour We'll get back from the beach. Everyone's kind of getting ready for dinner and taking showers and all that good stuff. And I'll take a little time, sneak away, and we'll do a live stream. We'll do a Q&A. It's going to be good. Bring your questions one hour, 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time this Wednesday, June 30th. Wow, it's almost July. Hard to believe, so tune in there. Until next time, until tomorrow, thanks for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.